Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower and I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page on warn-usa.com. You can find Warren Radio on USA.life, MeWe, Parlor, CloudHub, Tumblr, Pure Social, Spreely, and Linktree. You can listen to our shows on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. You can also download them and send them off to your friends and relatives, and we appreciate you doing that. And you can also find Warren Radio on the following website streamers. Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes Player, Apple Podcast, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Warren Radio Visions on Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, Castbox, Castbox Google Podcast, Anchor, Deezer, Podchaser, and Verbal. And do not miss these posts on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. America's Raging of Nations If I were the most famous preacher on earth, I could not do it. And call no man father. This has been the blight of the church and its leadership in every generation. These words were addressed to the disciples and the crowds that had gathered around. God's Overcoming Grace for Perilous Times God's overcoming grace is understood as His favor toward us. I know that the Lord is Almighty here, but it is not especially a good thing if you are outside His grace and favor. Finding Grace in Time of Need There is no doubt in perilous times we need God's grace and guidance to help us in our journey in these dangerous prophetic end of days. And on warn-usa.com Christian Genocide This week the battle is on as latest reports post the truth of genocide for Christian believers worldwide. Also on warn-usa.com Refiner's Fire Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 6, on Battle Lines The Refiner's Fire Isaiah is one of the most prophetic and metaphoric works in Scripture today. Although a long time ago, we we find out that in the nations of men and women, the evil that pulls us from the Lord has not changed. And on Dana Glenn Smith, Don't Miss the Lucifer Project Group and also, we ha- The Rising is out now. It's the second book in the Steel series by the Watchman Dana J- Glenn Smith. And it's not yet in the bookstore on danaglennsmith.com, but you can go to liferichpublishing.com. And The Rising is part two in the Steel series. Here we introduce a former black ops sniper named Mac. He is a hardcore and one of the best at what he does. His work is secretive, elusive, and necessary, but he wanted out. So you can go to Dana Glenn Smith to find out more about that, The Rising. And also, the first book, Steal the Darkness, is on, you can find more information on Dana Glenn Smith about that book. Be sure to go to danaglinsmith.com to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter. And you can also visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop where we feature Christian books and other resources from our Vision Media. And now I welcome in the Watchman.
You're listening to WARN Radio on the WIBR WARN Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. What year is it? 2025. Really? You or know, wait, I, maybe it was 2525. Yeah, in the year 2525. Yeah. Ziegler and Evans. Yeah. Yeah, good song. If man is still alive. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm looking at 2021. If man is still alive. Yeah. You know, I don't think we're going to make it to in the year 25, 25, and this is 2021. That's like 480, 79. Yeah. Years away. Well, round off to 480. What does one year make if you're <laughs> destroying the human well, race? It's a big difference. Well, at any rate. Yeah. People are crazy today. Psalm 2. The nations are raging and the people imagine a vain thing. Boy, that's sure true. It is. Yes, All over it the is. place. People are nuts. People are raging. People don't have peace. People are killing others. Stacey Abrams is even running for the Georgia governorship. And I've seen a little oh, post from the, from the Republicans and they're ecstatic praying that she'll run. I hope she doesn't get it. She ain't going to get it. After what Biden and the Democrats have done, you know, it'd be like hiring an undertaker to come to a wedding. <laughs> yeah, people are nuts today. Just like the Bible says, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. If you're Lovers not... of self more <laughs> than lovers of God. Yeah, take a survey. How many people have you, uh, you know... How many people are nuts? Raise your hand. Oh, I, I find it frustrating today. I mean, I just don't like it at all, what's going on. And, no. But God is in charge. We have he to remember is. that. And you can have peace, you know. You're not, you don't have to be one of those that are nuts. That's right. I'm not running around like that. I'm not like that. Thank the Lord. Amen. And the Lord keeps me in peace. And there's, you know... And that's all there is to it. And, you know, but you look around. I mean, people are literally screaming their heads off. And, you know, just people are nuts. They are. So at any rate. Yeah, we're in Isaiah. Yes. And uh, tonight is Identity Revelation enters Isaiah's prophetic book, part 113. The truth is hard for the rulers of men and nations to grasp. While they indeed rule, there is one who governs over all. And now back to you. Yeah, that kind of sounds like today. It does. We left off in Isaiah forty-one sixteen. Thou shalt fan them, and the wind shall carry them away, and the whirlwind shall scatter them and thou shalt rejoice in the Lord and shalt glory in the Holy One of Israel. That's the enemies of of Israel. We are talking, still talking about um, Judah as being delivered from Babylon. Babylon is destroyed by Cyrus and the Jews are rebuilding Jerusalem but they still have a lot of enemies. And if you look over in Jerusalem and Israel today, they continue to have them. And the minute I seen, thou shalt fan them, and the wind shall carry them away. See, we still have people in countries today that separate the wheat from the chaff uh, by throwing them up in the air, you know. And you have a, you could call it a chaffing fork, and it just... You know, you lift up the grains. Some of them beat them against the ground. But uh, the wind carries all the extra chaff away when it's, you know. And so as that chaff is separated from the wheat, 
by winnowing, throwing the grain into the air, so it is with uh, um, the judgment of the Lord, because the judgment of the Lord is coming upon the nations. And, uh, you know, I mean, look at the nations today. I mean, you have the COVID variant. You have the COVID stuff. And, uh, of course, Fossey, you know, the dude that thinks he's of science, he came out, you know, the other day and said that he represents science. Well, boy, I'll tell you, did he get jumped on for that? And, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I laughed when he said that because, you know, the bottom line of it is uh, how many people have we, um, like Peter McDonald, McConnell, McDonald. McCullough. McCullough, yeah. And there's others that uh, are into this that are specialists that totally disagree with him. So it's interesting. Because when you read this, you know, you can look at your own nations and your own current day situation. And you find out, well, hey, we're not alone. You know, there were times on earth where the nations were just as nuts as they are today. Except there is a difference when you get into David's psalm in Psalm 2. Because Psalm Psalm 2 is just a perfect prophetic psalm. Beautiful. Kiss the son lest he be angry. Looking ahead to the time of the son of God coming to this earth so it's interesting so when deliverance is finalized your enemies will be vanquished and and that's literally what happened to Judah but that was only one tribe see and within that tribe of Judah actually the house of Judah you know you you had the temple, you had the priests. You know, you, you, Jerusalem was the place that you heard the word of God from. And it was sent away captive because of sin. Everybody was full of sin. So they're coming back. And so this scripture just continues to tell them that... Uh, um, God is in charge. Now, the other thing, you know, we're looking at here is when we see thou shalt fan them. You look at the word whirlwind here. And there's a lot of scripture about the Lord and the whirlwind. And you just imagine a tempest, a hurricane, a storm, a real bad one. You're not going to do much in it. And, you know, Florida's gotten a lot of hurricanes. And we've seen a lot of, you know, in times past, we've seen a lot of reporters that go down to report on it. And they're out in the wind and, you know, they're kind of bucking the wind and reporting and showing you how bad it is. But they're not going to be stupid enough to be out there when it gets so bad that you're going to get dangerous. But I've seen them out there covering it when entire walls were being blown by. And that can kill you in an instant. So, you know, when you look at that kind of a storm, you know, those are virulent, very, very dangerous. But you see, in the world today, we're in a storm. We're in an end-time storm. And, you know, God allows a whirlwind, a tempest to come up, to stir the nations, shake the nations. And he talks about shaking the nations. And so you have all of these people that are trying to live civilized lives. And, of course, now we got COVID. And, you know, now we've got the Omicron one, which, uh, you know, social media, they have an anagram for it called moronic. And, uh, well, you know, now 
all of a sudden we've got cases, you know, the reporters, you know, the media saying they're all over the place. They're not all over the place. You know, it. the first one was in California. Go figure. Liberal state. Yeah. The one that likes abortion. You know, the thing abortion, there's a lot of women that just don't see a problem with it. And there's even others that, uh, you know, even Sotomayor on the Supreme Court was mocking abortion. And that was in the news today. So this is this is what we have going on. Now, you may not realize it, but when you're killing those little babies, that's blood guilt. There's a lot of blood guilt going on, not just abortion. But you see, we're in a storm. We're in a tempest right now. And the Lord is still Lord in the tempest. In other words, he's there and he can save you, he can deliver you, he can make a way for you. Now see, that's why it's so important to understand the Old Testament principle of that. And so in Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24 said, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. And let not the rich man glory in his riches. Well, what do we do? Well, we glory in our riches. We glory in our might. The nations glory in their might. You know, if you're really wise and smart, you glory in that. You know, we'll glory in anything. But it says, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understands and knoweth me that I am the Lord which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight. And see, and when you think about it, we have a whole list. In, in, in America today, we have people that are agnostics, atheists, you know, godless, don't believe. You know, it's the end thing to be totally different. And the thing of it is, socialism was based on a godless understanding of society. That's what Marx did. And I seen a big march advertised out of one of the colleges, and they were all socialists, kids in school that were socialists. Well, if you had been in a true socialist nation especially like China, which is a, a communist, but it's still a Marx, Karl Marx. Well, you can't even get in school unless you're of the right ilk. If you're a communist member, you can get in. But Christians, for the most part, they can't get into college there. And if you look at Christians in India, they're usually on the lower caste system. But see, today, we have a shaking of nations. But to many people, it's COVID, or it's the Republicans, or it's this, or it's that. But see, there is a pressure today, a natural pressure on every human being on this earth. Because everybody has certain proclivities, certain ideas, and they got their issues, and some of them are crazy. I mean, literally crazy. Some of them don't care about life and they'll kill anybody. You have others that are loving. You have all kinds of people living here on this planet. And you think of it, it's like taking the dice and trying to roll, a, you know, snake eyes. And you shake that dice up and throw it out and, you know... There's a lot of chances that you ain't going to get snake eyes. And in, in the world today, there's a lot of chances that you ain't going to be guilt-free. You're not going to be free of sin. You're not going to be um, even understanding what the will of the Lord is. Because we know from John 3.16 that God gave his only begotten son, but the verse that follows it says that they're not going to come because they will not come to the light because they delight in darkness, the deeds of darkness. And today we have that. 
and we have a mess on the earth and we have all the things that's listed when you get into the Gospels. Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13. You know, and then you get into the rest of the, the scriptures of the end of days. And and it tells you what it's going to be like. But see, God is the is still God even in the hurricane, even in the shaking of nations, even in COVID, even in whatever you're facing. And see, this is one thing that God is doing, you know, when he when he goes through this uh, with Israel is to tell them that even though they had been, you know, in Babylonian captivity for seven decades or 70 years, that God was still God. <clears throat> and it was him that sentenced them. And that's pretty much a what we would look at as a generation for people. You know, three score and ten is an average generation. Now, today we live a little more. The course of patriarchs lived a lot longer. But the thing of it is, is that uh, there's that shaking. And, of course, Israel coming out. Now, see, today Israel is in the land. Now, in 1 Corinthians 1, 30 through 31, and I'm giving you some New Testament to help you relate both ways on this. But of him are you in Christ Jesus, who of God has made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Now, see, that follows what Jeremiah in 24, 9, 24 is saying, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight. Both of those principles are the same thing, except Paul wrote 1 Corinthians, and of course he knew the Bible inside and out, but still in the new covenant, we glory in the Lord, if we're going to glory, we're going to glory in the Lord, no matter how bad it is, no matter what's going on. And so there is this standpoint that when we're looking at Israel, we're looking at the deeds with uh, what's going on with Jerusalem, and it, it comes down to sin. We can look at America. What are the problems with America or the world? It's called sin and rebellion. And when you do not understand that you need to draw close to the Lord for his in the Old Testament it was loving kindness and judgment and righteousness that he would bless those that would come to him now in in first Corinthians the offer is on the table because Yahshua went to the cross and one of these days that's going to end but you can come to him freely now but yet we choose to stay in the darkness. We choose to ignore that. We choose to say, well, I'll make it anyway and it'll be all right. But the bottom line of it is it's not going to be all right. If you don't know the Lord, it's not going to be all right. And see, the thing of it is, is that when they come out of Babylon, they're not going to have anything. But yet what this says is that I am the Lord. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to make a way for you. Is it going to be easy? No. Are they going to, is it going to take work? Yes. Anytime God opens up anything, even in the ministry, even as a Christian today, it takes more faith. There's going to be more of a challenge to it on the other end. Absolutely, positively. If you think God is going to promote you into something else without handling stress and what you're doing now, it isn't going to happen. And another thing that we got wrong is that we have people that just get saved and they go out and think they're a prophet for crying out loud. And I'm going to tell you right now that when God calls you, it takes seven years to work in your life, eight years, maybe 10 years or more to get the sin out of you so God can use you. Yeah. But see, the problem of it is in the Christian church, we don't like to think about that because we think that we're automatically a prophet of God. No, not hardly. The problem with us is we're not well trained. We're not. We don't understand these things, and you can't tell anybody anything. Nobody wants to hear. So fine, go ahead and be deaf. 
Go ahead and not listen. Just go your own stubborn way. See how that works out for you. Now, see, that's what Israel did because Jeremiah tried to tell him. And, of course, he told him the same thing that Paul is telling us today. And the bottom line of it is, no matter where you find yourself in life, we're to glory in the Lord, we're to draw close to him because he's the one with the loving kindness. He's the one with the forgiveness, the sanctification and redemption through Christ. It's not uh, Joe the bartender down the road. It's not Bill the barber. You know, it's not the real estate agent around the corner. It's not uh, Joe Biden in the White House. And it's not even Donald Trump who isn't in the White House. It's the Lord God. And he is Lord not only over this country, whether you like it or not. We don't even have to be a Christian nation. Remember, this is his planet. And all the souls of the earth are mine, saith the Lord. He is the father of all souls. And they will all come back to him eventually. Isaiah 41:17. When the poor and needy seek water and there is none and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I like that verse because, you know, when you get into troubling times, and of course they've tried to tell us here about shortages and everything else. Kamala Harris was was warning us a few months back that you better buy all your Christmas stuff now, you know, because you're not going to have Christmas. And she then she she always laughs after all this stuff. <laughs> but at any rate, you know, you can tell these people are talking out of the side of their mouth. I mean, do you really think? Now, I don't I can't speak for you, but do you really think that my Christmas depends upon buying things from the store? Are you really that far off to think that unless I have all this accoutrements that most of the Gentiles build up, I can't have a Christmas? Or what say you that you can't even say what day that the Lord was actually born? And also, he never commanded anybody to remember his birth. Not one. He told them to remember his death. So there's a lot of things we do around here. See? And that's why you have to be prepared. But when you have nothing, you know, all the things you stock up, sooner or later... In something that's really, really bad happens, you're going to run out of it eventually. You will eventually run out of water. You will eventually run out of food. You will eventually run out of safety when things are really, really bad. And we see that around the world. We always have seen that. We saw it during World War II. We saw it during World War I. We saw it during the Korean War. We saw it during the Vietnam War. The Great Depression. There's nothing. Now see, Israel had already been carried away captive. And they haven't been back in the land for 70 years. Where are they going to live? Do they have homes? Well, good grief in America. When you move somewhere, you better get you a home. Better find some place to live. You'll be on the street. You get into L.A., you know, Nancy Pelosi has a big house over there, but she's going to be retiring. She's retiring down in Florida somewhere at some big multi-million dollar, I think it was $28 million out somewhere by the ocean. She's not retiring in California, go figure, where all the homeless are. They're homeless because of her policies. And now they got even more crossing over the border. Yay, yay. So when the poor and needy seek water, where do they come? Well, they go to America. <laughs> They're coming from all over the world to America. Some of them want to kill us. Others just want to come in here and be an American and be, be safe for once. You know, somebody needs to tell these people that... You need to stay in your own country, and you need to take care of the people there. 
Well, what if you can't do it? Well, a lot of places you can't do it. See, we are in the shaking of nations. And here's Israel. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. Psalm 94, 14. For the Lord will not cast off his people. Neither will he forsake his inheritance. But judgment shall return unto righteousness, and all the upright in heart shall follow it. Who will rise up for me against the evildoers? Or who will stand up for me against the workers of iniquity? You see, the thing of it is, God was faithful in the Old Testament. He's faithful in the New Testament. But I like this, judgment shall return unto righteousness. See, today, we don't have judgment and justice. They didn't have in the Old Testament either. The judges were crooks. Their weights and measures were off. Their merchants were dishonest. The politicians were slanted. They were given to other ways. Your prophets and priests had fallen away. And the temple of the Lord was defiled. And the Lord even told Jeremiah, go into my temple and see what they've done to it. See, just because you have a building, you have the name of the temple, or t today you have something called the church of God, or the church of this, or the church of that, and you got people call themselves Christians, that doesn't mean they're believers. Just because they go in a church... I mean, I mean, it's well known. If you put a, a car into a garage, does that make the car a garage? No. Makes it a car in the garage. A car is a car, a garage, a garage. And a church is not the building. The church is the people, the ecclesia, the called out ones. So I'm telling you this because if, say, our time has come for there to be no water, there to be no food... There to be total destruction. Then who are you going to trust? You're going to run down to your church and ask your pastor to do something? You have to learn to seek the Lord. You have to learn to believe in him. And I mean you have to learn. It's not an automatic thing that happens. It's offered, but it's called discipleship. It's called obedience. It's called belief. Do you know what the scripture says to us about the bottom line faith is? In Revelation 12, 11, they overcame. That's what you want to do. They overcame. But how did they overcome? By the blood of the lamb, the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. Did you hear that? Unto the death. People today as Christians are unto the death all over the place. In America, we are spoiled brats. We don't know what truth is. We treat each other like Nobody should treat each other. You get on social media and it's all self-centered. It's me, 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 me. Every bit of it. Our politicians are me, me, me. We have people that are on the streets. We have people that go into stores and steal everything out of it. And you've heard of them. You know, in gangs of 65 and 70, why are they doing that? Well, I'll tell you why they're doing it. They're taking it back to their warehouse because when it finally goes down, they will have plenty and they'll sell the rest of it as black market goods because people will buy them. That's why they're doing it. The Democrats are letting them do them in some, in some areas. So make no mistake, this place, if left to the Democrats and the socialists, even those in college, there will be nothing left of in America. You will have nothing to eat, and you need to understand something. There's not going to be a Salvation Army around the corner to help you with food because they won't exist. That's what happens when you get a hurricane, when you get some excessive event that happens. And we have that excessive event upon the nations of men right now. But In Isaiah 41:18 it says I'll open rivers and high places and fountains in the midst of the valleys 
I'll make the wilderness a pool of water and dry land springs of water. Now you see, now this is really good because if you get in the climate where this is at, there's a lot of desert area, not a lot of water. But, see, whenever we look at water here, the type for water, there, there's a lot of, a lot of message in here. Now, see, Jeremiah made note of something here in the second chapter, verse 13. Jeremiah, known as the weeping prophet, within the time, you know, he went through Jeremiah 1, got to the, the second chapter, and this is what he said. For my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. See, at that time when you forsook the Lord, it's a broken cistern. You can't have that refreshing forgiveness and life that only God can give. In the New Testament, it's the same way. It's the same way. Now, in John 4.10, the Lord meets the Samaritan woman. She asks him for a drink of water. He says, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me a drink of water, thou wouldst have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. See, water is a type of that life-giving sustenance. So when we see the water in Isaiah 41, that's not just water to grow your crops. That's not just water. But this is an abundance, a refreshing, something that God is going to heap upon those Now, see, they were in captivity because they had forsaken God. They had fallen away, and then he sent them into captivity, and he forsook them. He let them go for 70 years. And and they had to actually be retaught how to keep the law, what the law said. And so the woman in John answered him, said, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence hast thou that living water? And then when you further, you go down to chapter 7 of this, in verse 38, he says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. When you receive the Lord... His spirit comes in you, and that spirit of God is the living water. And you're alive. It says, the Lord says that my spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. And for those believers who think, well, we just believe and there's no evidence, that's baloney. If you believe that then you you need to get back in there and, and seek the Lord until he touches you, until he makes himself known. Because if you think this is a blind, stupid faith without no evidence whatsoever, then you are as dumb as a rock. And there's a lot of people out there like that. Excuse me. What I'm trying to tell you is, you need to get your butt back in there in the presence of the Lord and understand this is a real God. He's really alive. And his son, Yeshua, is the one that is judging all things. See, in the beginning of the New Testament, in John, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That Word is Yeshua, who is Word, the Word incarnate. By the time you get to Revelation 12.1, you know, the, the uh, I'm not 12.1, but Revelation, the first chapter. He calls himself the Almighty. Before that, he says, I am he who is dead, but now I'm alive. And he says, I'm the Almighty. Then you go down to Revelation 22. And he says, Behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give to every man according as his work shall be. That's where you're at today. What is your work going to be? What is your faith going to do for you? 
if when this stuff comes, you buckle and you say, I'm going to die, you'll die. And see, when you begin to trust the politicians and the vaccine makers and everybody else over and above God, then you're in trouble. And that's what we're fighting about. Now, see, you take Israel coming out of bondage. They, in you know, even in bondage, captivity, you get comfortable. You learn to live with that, and one of the reasons you do is because there's no escape. So you make the best of what you have. And you see, when you look at this, remember that God is in the delivering business. Now see, in Isaiah 35, 6, and 7, now we're in Isaiah 41. So we're beyond the prophecies in 35, but it's, it, it's the same thing. Because we're getting to the point in 41 where God is continuing to tell them, all the blessings that are going to come then. Because he's going to deliver them. In verse 6 it says, Then shall the lame man leap as a heart. The tongue of the dumb sing. For in the wilderness shall waters break out, and the streams in the desert and the parched ground shall become a pool. And the thirsty land springs of water and the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with sea reeds and rushes. Abundance. Now see, think of Isaiah 35. Then look at Revelation 7, 14 through 17. And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said unto me, These are those. They're looking at those uh, people who were dressed in white. And they, there was a multitude. And he asked John who it was. And he said, and John turned around and said, you know. And he said to me, these are they which came out of the great tribulation have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on the throne shall dwell among them. They shall hunger no more, neither shall... Neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb which is in the midst of the throne shall feed them, and shall lead them into, unto living fountains of waters, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Now see, the essence of those two is one in the Old Testament and one in the New Covenant. And both are a type they relate to one another. Because God was able to change things back then. He's able to change things. But the difference is the finalization of the kingdom of God will have come in. It wasn't ready back in Isaiah. But he prophesied a lot of stuff that relates very, very closely to what we're doing today. Now another portion I like is in Zechariah 14, 5 through 9. Now this actually corresponds when the Lord comes back. This is one of the one that really closely resembles what we would see when the Lord comes back. And ye shall flee to the valley of the mountains, because there's going to be a big earthquake. Jerusalem is being surrounded. There's war going on, and they've taken a portion of the city. For the valley of the mountains shall reach un, up unto Azal, yea, you shall flee, like as you fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. And the Lord my God shall come, and all the saints with thee. Now that's not in the days of, of King Uzziah, that's in our day. And the Lord God, Lord my God shall come with all the saints with thee. And it shall come to pass in that day that the light shall not be clear or dark. Now this is the day of the Lord. 
It's not going to be dark and it's not going to be light. Now, if you've ever lived in Alaska and gone out during this time at midnight, the sun isn't up, but it's not dark and it's not light. But, you know, it's just one of these weird days. It's hard to get used to. And that's what I think of when I see this. But it shall be one day which shall be known to the Lord, not day nor night, but it shall come to pass that at evening time it shall be light. Now this is the day of the Lord. And it shall be in that day that living waters shall go out from Jerusalem, half of them toward the former sea and half of them toward the hinder sea, and the summer and the winter it shall be. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth, and that day there shall be one Lord and his name one. Now, that includes a lot of stuff there in those little verses there. But see, this is this is the prophetic part of the prophets. Because that that talks about the day of the Lord. He's going to come with all the saints on a day that's not going to be daylight and it's not going to be dark. And when you get down to the waters part, and that's already when he set up his kingdom, and the waters that will heal will come out of the temple, and they will pour into the ocean and will heal the oceans. And as the waters reach the various continents and lands, the healing of the Lord will go through all of them, all the land. They're healing waters. And life will come back throughout that. And it's not going to take centuries to do. So at any rate, just a little side point there. Why are we talking about that? Because we're facing a traumatic time. We're coming to the end of days eventually, sometime. Israel was in captivity for 70 years, and that could have been like a lifetime. You and I facing turmoil. Tribulation, trouble, a lot of people have died, a lot of bloodshed. Now see, if the, if the children of Israel could trust in the Lord, we can even more so trust in the Lord. And you see, the thing of it is, is that what you see with what the Lord's telling them is that even though they have been in this land for 70 years as captives and as if God had forsaken them and he didn't forsake them but he left them there because they were going through the sentence that he had declared to teach them a lesson now in 4119 it says I will plant in the wilderness the cedar the the, the tree the myrtle, the oil tree, and I will set in the desert the fir tree, the pine, and the box tree together. I'm not going to go through those, but what we see is this blessing. Not only is there water, but there's life, and it's growing. Things are growing. There's going to be harvest again. And so as we look in the world, it can be all chaotic like the end of the world. But one day it will be healed. One day this will be done with. And see, that's the important thing. And so, uh, and if you move ahead to Isaiah 61, I'm not going to read all of that. And that's, this is really what the Lord had read when he was uh, in the temple in Jerusalem. And uh, I... The Pharisees, Sadducees, you know, all the Jews were gathered around. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God and to comfort all that mourn. To point unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them the beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Now those are beautiful verses. That's 
called restoration. And folks, today we get restored through Christ, the supply of his spirit and the word of God. And as we go through this, we go through by faith, believing. And that's what Israel had to do. They had to believe, not just be obedient. And if you follow back in the Old Testament where they sent out the spies, Caleb and Joshua were the only two, and it says of them they had, they had a different spirit about them. They did have a different spirit. They truly believed. The others didn't. Abraham believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness sake. Having faith and believing didn't start with the New Testament. It started with Abraham. Matter of fact, there's a lot of things. If you get into some of the Jewish documents, some of the Dead Sea Scrolls, <clears throat> they have some some stuff in there about Abraham and some other writings that um, actually they found after, I believe it is, that the Bible was written. And they talk about Abraham and some of the things he did. But see, the thing of it is, it's faith. So if you're here today and you're upset and bothered, you know, you need to feed yourself with life, the Word of God. You need to pray. You need to read the Word. You need to get it into your spirit. You need to keep it there. You need to focus on the Lord all the time. And it takes work today. Because that's how it goes. If God can deliver them from Babylon, he can deliver you today. So, we're at uh, Isaiah 41.20. And that's where we're going to leave off. There is so much that you can, that you can pick up, that you can learn. When you look at the Old Testament and understand this God. And if you think he's already sent his son, yes. But you have to understand. And the scripture says that it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. But God himself said, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. So think about that. So if you feel like America or the nations have been left by God, they didn't get left by God. The nations left God. You know, it was said of Israel, the, the Lord, the prophet that God had sent, told the prophet to tell him that you have sold yourselves through their own sins into the calamity that they were going to face. And in America, the calamities and troubles we have, as well as the ones on the nations of men, you're in the end of days, a time period and whether you think the Lord's coming tomorrow or 15 years from now, it doesn't matter. All matters is what's happening right now. And right now we have trouble. And I'm telling you that our sins have got us into this trouble. Our lawlessness, our pride, our fullness of bread have led us down this path. And this is a path of destruction. So if you don't want to be destroyed with them, 
you better seek the Lord. Believe me, in judgment, the wicked will die. Now, that doesn't mean the righteous won't. But if you look, you're going to find that the wicked will fall. God knows how to redeem and rescue the righteous. Matter of fact, there's a little prayer. Luke 21, 34 through 36. There's several little verses in there. Watch and pray always that you will be counted worthy to escape all these things that are going to come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. That's a commandment. And you need to be praying that for your family and yourself and anybody else. Father, thank you for this word. Bless those that hear this. Draw them to yourself and heal them. Help them. Have mercy on them in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, and the powers of darkness from the preaching, teaching, streaming of this word. Amen. Okay, Tower. Amen. That's a good word tonight. I like it. And, and I especially am thankful that God will never forsake us. Yeah, me too. And he's true to his word. He is. And you can't listen to those little lies that the devil puts in your head that God's forgotten you and he doesn't love you and you're not worthy. None of us are worthy except through Christ. Yep. There's no doubt. Well, we're going to have to get out of here. Okay, well, thank you, everybody, for joining us whenever you do. We love you. We pray for you. Remember to pray for your brethren around the world. May God be with you and bless you. We love you. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go by warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. Read the articles, listen to the shows. We also have uh, uh, The Rising, newly released. You'll find it over on our websites. We have our um, store over on uh, danaglinsmith.com. But we also have the landing pages for the new book, and everything is all set up. The book is already in uh, quite a number of places, and so you can get it online. Just look for The Rising and then put my name, Dana Glenn Smith, behind it, or Dana G. Smith, um, and you'll find it. And uh, we're going to be getting... Uh, the sites prepared to do some offerings on uh, signing the books and sending out signed copies. So stay tuned, visit the website, sign up for the email. And above all, above all, you know, you can enjoy yourself and your family and have peace amidst the chaos. God specializes in peace and joy and love. So try it. Because God loves you very much. And so does Yahshua, Jesus Christ our Lord. Look unto him. He will make a way. Good night, everybody. Shalom. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio.
Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.